doesn't let Russ cook. For the most part. At times he does. But, but for the but, most part, he doesn't. I don't know if he's the best player of quarterback in the league. Well, Rob, honestly, what it reminds me of, they're different style of players, no question about it. But I feel like they're wasting him like they wasted Aaron Rodgers or have to this point, I think. Wasted Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Like, and I, I, I wait, when I say wasted, I mean, I feel like they're content to have gotten their Super Bowl win and be a legitimate contender and competitive basically in the playoffs every year. And they're not going the extra mile to help him out and create a Super Bowl champion or maybe a dynasty. I don't see them going the extra mile. And obviously that was the case with Aaron Rodgers for so long. And I just think that's the wrong approach. I know a, a, a city like Seattle, you got your one Super Bowl. The fans are grateful. They love you. You know, as long as you're pretty good and relevant, they're going to be there every week. But I just think it's the wrong approach. To get the rest of what the Odd Couple said, podcast it by searching Odd Couple. And as always, you can listen to The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. The answer is... You're listening to The Doug Gottlieb Show. Russell Wilson is great. The 23rd in pass protection, 25th in run blocking. You would expect that, as most years with Seahawks, to improve. But the defense, the defensive front four, not not doing it. Like, there's a reason that they wanted Jadeveon Clowney. Granted, they wanted him at a discounted rate, but they wanted him because they need to generate a pass rush, and they cannot. And it's one of those things where... I feel like Russell Wilson may end up being, you know, this year's Aaron Rodgers. Where so many times Aaron Rodgers' great seasons were ruined by the fact his defense was atrocious. But I look at this thing, and I'm just going to tell you, I think Russell Wilson might be the best in the business. And I've been an Aaron Rodgers guy, and Aaron was great yesterday. But Russell Wilson is amazing. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we got to start with it. I remember, I remember the moment. I remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. A storage tank ruptured, and for miles, chemicals were pushing up against the riverbanks. This was a big, big deal, and it was going to have a serious impact on communities up and down the river. I remember the moment this local guy came up to me and said, they call the guard out for this stuff? You probably thought we were all about hurricanes, tornadoes, fighting Mother Nature. Hey, it's a chemical spill. It's a disaster. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people's livelihoods. You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We're responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7. Now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. It's time for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 99.3 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, 
Brister's Smokehouse, Courtesy Automotive, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Kirk Joyner Graduate Sales, and Bienville Motors. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. How about them dogs? It's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. It's BC. It's Beck Haynes. It's John Tabor. On a rainy Tuesday night here in Ruston, Louisiana. Appreciate you joining us. Must Ninety-nine be Southern Mrs. Tears, BC. Hey, Must little be bit working their way down. Working their way down from the atmosphere. You certainly hate to see it for the Golden Eagles, but the dogs pull out a thrilling 31-30 victory. Get the season. Haven't slept since, Ben. No, not a lick. Dogs get the season off on the right foot. There's nothing better than being one and zero after one game. Atop of the Conference USA standings. Of course, thank you for listening on 99.3 FM. If you're joining us on the app, sportstalk977.com as well. I want to thank our sponsors, First National Bank, Fairway Carts, Dairy Queen, Courtesy Automotive, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Bimble Motor, Ball Floor Graduate Sales, Brister Smokehouse, and O'Neill Gas. Of course, you can call us. You can text us on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. We'd love to hear from you. Beck, how about them dogs? Got it done. Found a way. Grinded it out. Gave it all they had. Wasn't always pretty. But I'll tell you, it was fun that locker room postgame, baby. I, you know what's been funny is how many people have said, never a doubt. Never a doubt. Yeah. Your boy was doubting. No, we yeah. know. Oh. I mean, Ben, it was, I mean, even in even in my angry state, like, I, you know you know what I was angry about? I was angry about tech football. I'm watching tech football, Ben, okay? You are. First game of the season, quarterback switching like crazy out there. Without a doubt. I'm getting mad at Skip. Yeah, let him know about it. I was letting him know. And then I'll, I'll just Ben. I'm just sitting there watching it, and and I just think, man, 15 things have to go right for us to win this game. They all went one right. after another. Right, right, right. W dogs. I'm looking at the uh, Southern Miss Golden Eagles record right now. I see a big goose egg and two. Yeah, that hurts. A little donut and two. A little sprinkles on the donuts. Drop a little tears on it. A little extra glaze. Why not? Well, Jack Abraham, little one and two action against the dogs. Hey, guess what? He'll get one more chance next year to go one and three. Think he's coming back, BC? Gotta love it. Oh, hope he does. Hope he comes back for one game. <laughs> Where would he go? Hey, ain't going to the league XFL. Law school? I think yeah. We might have scared him out of the conference tapes. Heck, he'll be a twenty-five-five-year-old senior. About as far as he can throw a football. I mean, the best thing about the last two times we beat Southern Miss is at one point in the game, they were extremely confident. Oh, yeah. That's the best part. <laughs> was it last year? It was 14 14 zero. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, you could have had me. It's like, don't want you. <laughs> See ya. Got eight. <laughs> Lose your top receiver, can't move the football. Doesn't seem that the quarterback's doing his job, if you ask me. Ben, I, I was I was driving over here thinking about what uh, – Glad you were thinking on yeah, the way I was thinking, uh, couldn't remember a game I was that pumped for. You know, it kind of reminded me of the, the Tech A&M game, except different outcome. Oh, yeah. No, I but for the, I've for heard that, that little, comparison. Yeah, for that little block of time. I mean, we were – I was – but I was by myself in the house with my wife, and I'm jumping up and down, fist pumping. and Just running around. Just running around the living room, jumping over the coffee table. And your whitey tighties. 
She looked at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, this is unbelievable. It's a dub. She's like, they just scored. I'm like, yeah, but but it's, it was fourth down. It's the last play of the game, basically. We come back. They're our rivals. I'm trying to explain it to her, Ben. She doesn't get it. Hey, I'll say this. Griffin Bear, you dog you. What a catch. You get the foot down and you celebrate. Oh, you'll love to see it. Ben, I, I couldn't have been happier. Very proud of those dogs. That is a, that is a, a staple win. And for to, to be the first one of the season, you got to love No it. excuses, Ben. We had a bunch of players out. Who cares? Got the dub. You better blow up that fairway cars text line or hotline tonight yeah, if I got anything to say. I got something to say, to say about Let's that. Let's hear it. Okay. It's been a few shows, Ben. In, uh, involvement's been a little bit down. A little down a little yeah, tip. I'll blame it on the tower and the storms. Yeah, we'll but, take hey, it. Bleed Tech Blue is looking for you. BTB Radio Fan of the Year. At the end of the year, the fan that we feel like is most engaged will get a piece of Bleed Tech Blue apparel. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Got you a sweet shirt. Yeah, I didn't told you about that. So come out of pocket for that one, BC. Get you a little collared shirt. Get you a little so, t-shirt. So a little drop-in action. Yeah, so go ahead. You know, over the next few months, just hit us do up. your best. Try to be the BTB Fan of the Year. Otherwise, Taves is getting a hat. He but, shows up every week. Beck, not only did the Dogs win, 31-30, win by one, moved to 1-0, 1-0 in conference play. Plenty of honors for a number of Bulldogs for their performance. Tell me. Are you ready? Ready. We'll start with the quarterback, Luke Anthony, nominated for the Manning Star of the Week. Is that good? Pretty solid. One of eight nominees. Also an honorable mention for the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose National Player of the Week Award. Tyler Grubbs. Didn't even play the whole game. Tyler Grubbs, you dog you. True freshman, getting your first career started inside linebacker. Eh, not too shabby, 16 tackles. For the freshman out of New Orleans, Holy Cross High School, named the Louisiana Sports Writers Association Defensive Player of the Week, also named the Athlon Sports Defensive Freshman of the Week, Jacob Barnes. Little Barnes. Ice in his veins, BC. Ice in his veins. Louisiana sports writer, special teams player of the week, conference USA special teams player of the week. And then last but not least, Mr. Griffin Bear reeled in the U.S. Farm raised catfish catch of the week. <laughs> Go grab you a catfish. Pull you down the pigskin. That, that had to just been an incredible... I mean, he, he started the game with a touchdown. Same play, Skip yep, said. Exact same A little play. bit different execution, BC. Yeah, a little did, sloppy. What, what Luke got smooth. me a little nervous. A little nervous. But to end the game on, I mean, to, to start the game scoring on that play and then to end it, I mean, you know what put I him away. He put a bow on it, Ben. He put a bow on that one. Got Sit. a little nervous on the old the old lateral play, but yeah. I was, you know. Yeah, a little nervous. Still still waiting for something to happen for Tech to Tech themselves. I was didn't waiting do for it. it. Didn't do it. Maybe it's a new leaf. Got a new leaf over here. Turning the new leaf. Is this the year? Is it, don't don't talk about it. But we did predict them to go what ten and zero. Uh, I think we said ten and one. Ten and one. Okay. Nine and two. I think. Ooh, I gotta we, look at the. Didn't uh, want to be too bold. At our score prediction, see who won that. Yeah. Did you even keep up with that? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a this. picture from last week. Ta- Taves and I were talking about it. I said, "Give me the over." Hey. Yeah, you were right. Hit the that. old over. Ain't no doubt about it. Want to win some money? Hit up BC. Don't right, get I, up had, the I had 14 24 tech. Tabes had, well, I got third. Tabes had 17 27 <laughs> tech. We took the under, but we've got excuses. Yeah. We didn't know at the time that we made these prognostications right. how many people would be out. Yeah, fair. Ben, fair. Ben said 34. You, hold on. Did you have in, insider trading info here, no Ben? No tapes. No tapes. Ta- 
Would ben. you be honest if you did? Yes, Tate. I don't believe that either. All right. Ben that's said fine. 34-26, Tech. What was that final score, Ben? 31-30. Uh, Not too shabby. Not it was too pretty, bad. pretty close. Mr. Bleed Tech Blue himself wins the week one score prediction. B.C. bring in the heat. James and Beck didn't know that the entire linebacking crew would be out. Yeah, not the only the entire linebacking crew. Literally. I, I definitely would have changed my... Uh, would you? Yeah, oh, yeah. It would have been different. Oh, big linebacker guy, <laughs> aren't big you? Big linebacker guy. Very important part of the field. Oh, big linebacker guy, I tell you. Know that about you? Yeah, you didn't ask. Learn something new every every day. Every Grubbs is my boy, Tyler Grubbs. Woo. We're going to talk more about Mister Grubbs in the next two segments. But does he need a poem? Dude needs more than a poem. If he, if he gets twelve tackles, well, he's probably not going to play that much. He might. He gets a hymn. Listen as a start. You might need a hymn. A hymn. A song. A song. H Y M. I feel like that's him. like we win the natty. Somebody gets a song. Oh. A poem is for sure below a song. Hey. You do that in game one. Hey, third most tackles at Louisiana Tech since 2000. He was a freshman. Maybe I'll maybe I'll give a little teaser, just a little taste. Oh, just the first verse. Yeah, yeah. first verse, and then I'll be, it'll be up to him to complete. I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You fi- you finish the season strong, Mister Grubbs. I'll get you the rest of the poem. Oh, Beck and sing too, boys. I said poem. I'm not hemming. You're not hemming. I'm not hemming it. All right, well, we ain't asking you to him him a mask or anything. We're just wanting you to sing. I'm not singing. All right. Wow. Where else do we? What, well, what just, else we got going on? Just to show? go further from here, we got a chance to talk today. Uh, obviously, Skip Holtz holds his weekly press conference on Tuesday. Was he jacked? Oh, pretty happy. Pretty happy. And, you know, I said after the game, you know, Bleed Tech Blue, like, we're petty. Like, you know, we, we take our shots at Jack Abraham, like, I don't know if you saw it after the game. I tweeted out, Southern Miss got Pete Thamel. Well, Pete Thamel thinks he has some connections within the program. Want to want to tweet out how many players the dogs aren't going to play about 30 minutes prior to game time? Golden Eagles got Pete Thamel. Thought they were going to get an easy one. Oh, oh, betting line jumps three points in the last hour? You got Pete Thamel. Yeah. Put you some points on it. Take that, Yahoo. <laughs> Take that, Pete Thamel. I, I appreciate him. Uh, 20 players out, two on the two deep, six starters. Pete Thamel. Gotta love it. That might be a very popular term this year with, with the old Coroni. Yeah. Pete Thamel. Golden Eagles got Pete Thamel. So we got a chance to Conference today. USA is funny like that. I have this theory that Vegas doesn't really care about Conference USA, so they just throw out some lines. <laughs> I mean, like you can that. make some money on Conference USA. I'm telling you, they don't be caring. Uh, also, big shout out to Vegas for giving the Rams two points against the Eagles this week. That was smart. <laughs> Your boy capitalized on that one. <laughs> hey, what the capital C? What the capital C? So we got a chance today to talk with Skip Holtz uh, at the weekly press conference. Of course, Griffin Abair going to make an appearance as well. Deshaun Hall, sophomore defensive lineman as well. Abair, what were you thinking as the ball was coming your way? Obviously, want to secure the catch, but one thing he said, I had to get the foot down. When did you know it was down, Griffin Bear? Guess who told him? Smoke. Smoke said, you're good, dog. We won the game. Let's go home. Let's get on the butts, baby. Hey, I'll tell you what. that W. Griffin Bear can take a shot. He is not scared. Dude's a baller over the middle. You know, last year I felt like there was never anybody within 10 yards of him every time he caught the ball. It was on that catch. Deshaun Hall first career interception runs it back about 25 yards i asked him what was he thinking as he was toting the rock 
towards the end zone said, all I saw was green grass. I'm like, man, I wish I could have watched you take that to the house. He had a little speed on him, not going to lie. Big another another similarity to the, uh, to the A&M game. Had a little defensive lineman pick six on that one. That would have been nice, BC. Would have been nice. Jelly? Who caught that? It was not Jelly. It was Shaquille Lucas. Big Jelly fan, are you? Yeah, big Jelly fan. Well, peanut butter and jelly town. But Skip talked today about, you know, as as happy as he was with the win, uh, all the grit that his team showed. That they could have easily rolled over in that game, trailing 27-10. to 10. You're missing a number of guys, and he, he was proud of the effort, uh, proud of the manner in which they came back and pulled out a tight win, especially with the late drive by Luke Anthony that culminated with the he showed me something, Ben. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the quarterback. He showed me something. Game. He did, without a doubt. Especially with the throw it's a little game to experience, Ben. The... He showed me something. Hey, you getting jacked up in here, bro? Show was... me something. Oh, yeah. You showing some pets We in treated here. that game like a preseason game. We had people starting from all over the roster, Ben. Why wouldn't you? It was Still the got Golden the Eagles. W Southern Miss. Get better. Without a doubt. But the one thing I thought Skip Holtz highlighted today was we're we're not a good football team, and I think you know when you, when you look at you know some of the things that you watch in that game, there, there's certainly a lot to clean up. You talk about the fundamentals, uh, some really bad tackling defensively early in that game. We talked Which about that's that. annoying to watch. By no, the way, and we talked about it last week. I mean, you hadn't had a lot of contact, so what'd you expect? And it, it felt like Tim Jones for Southern Miss. You know, if he caught the ball, he was house calling. But hey, got it cleaned up late in the game. Skip was proud of the win. Proud of the dogs. Proud of all the young guys that stepped up. We're going to touch on them a little bit in the next couple of segments. Proud to be 1-0. Shift your focus to the home opener this weekend. Houston Baptist. A little 6 p.m. kickoff inside the Joe Lowe ESPN 3 action. It'll be a fun one. Huskies of Houston Baptist going to throw it about 75 times in this one. Got a pretty good quarterback, not yep. going to lie. Yeah, for all you uh, all you fans out there, be careful. I had a little Bleed Tech Blue lunch today. Ben informed me that Houston Baptist is not to be slept on. Now, don't sleep on them. Huskies can play a little what bit of football. What is their quarterback has like 1,100 yards in two games? In two games. Not that a is uh, about 550 a game yep. for you master. What is he averaging? I think he's averaging about five. That's a lot of yards. Yeah, he can throw the rock. And one of those games was against Texas Tech, who you wouldn't think would be like UTEP. No. You know what I'm saying? Not Death Texas and UTEP losing. Three certainties in life. Speaking of the minors, got two wins this year. <laughs> Real quick, before we get to our first time out, Legereus Sneed, I don't know if you saw the former Bulldogs, second interception in as many games, leads the NFL leads early the on. the NFL. That's, what do they call that? Uh, it's called pro, a ball hawk. Pro dogs, built different. Hashtags. Yeah. All no. the hashtags. A little hashtag. Pro Dog Sneed playing well early in the year. Jeff Driscoll got his feet wet for the Broncos hey, Sunday. Hey. He showed me something. Mr. Driscoll going to get a chance to he start the next He continually does weeks. that. Hey, one of the better backup QBs in the league, if you ask me. And if Adam Schefter doesn't start spelling his name right on Twitter, hey, I'm going to lose I can't it. even blame him. You can check every text message I sent on Sunday. I spelled his name with two L's, too. Well, that's ridiculous. Beck, what we got tonight? What, what you want to talk about? Woo. Well, this is, uh, I believe, Tommy's last week. Am I making that up? No, I think at the end of this month. So this will be his last home game with the dogs. Last, So we're going to get old Tommy on to talk us a little, I don't know, his career maybe. Yeah, why not? We'll 7 o'clock. Check in with Tommy at 7 o'clock. Uh, we also got the head. You got the head coach for Houston Baptist? Call me the GOAT, BC. He's supposed to be preparing, watching some film, and Ben's got him on the radio. Little head coach Vic Sheely. Bennett. 
Houston Baptist since April of 2012. And, of course, coming up in the next two segments. That is impre- I'm, I'm impressed. Call when me you typed that, I thought that was a typo. No, not a typo for BC. Coming up in the next couple of segments, we're going to recap it. It was 31 Bulldogs. It was 30 Southern Miss. It was a dub. It was fun. It was dramatic. I still can't breathe. Still hadn't slept. Be right back after the break. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for LaTeX. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at LaTeX. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371 Cart, and go Bulldogs! Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. You'll love the smiling faces here at Courtesy. You'll love the deal you get on every car you buy. Eight brands, two convenient locations in Ruston, one goal. Customer satisfaction. That's the Courtesy way of doing business. Online at buycourtesy.com. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC Beck Haynes, John Tabor, coming to you live from the Sports Talk 97.7 studios here on a rainy Tuesday night here in Ruston. Bulldogs victorious, 31-30. Over Southern Miss Saturday night in Hattiesburg wasn't always pretty, but at the end of the day, it's a W. The dogs found a way to get it done. Let's jump right to the Fairway Carts hotline. Joined by Rafe. Rafe, what's happening tonight? Oh man, I'm I'm trying to figure out what to make of the win. I mean, it was a great win. We've had, I mean, exciting game. You know, it's it's fun to beat them. I think they stole one from us of Jack Abraham's first year, whenever. They won in double overtime or whatever. And then uh, it wasn't that whenever his first year starting for them. Uh, and I'm then not we, sure. Yeah. Well, actually, I think 2017, I think Howard was the quarterback when they made the big comeback late. And then they beat us by a point in Hattiesburg his first year. They had the late scoring okay. drive, I think. Remember that? 
Yeah, I get them mixed up because all the games are somewhat close, you yeah. know, and they, they usually come down to the last possession. And, you know, it, I hate to be this way, but, you know, the, the fact that, you know, we, we beat him, you know, two two out of three and uh, kind of sealed sealed his uh, his whole career with that, with that L felt pretty good. I mean, especially with us rotating quarterbacks and he's the established starter and they, they couldn't get it done. You know, I, I, that was, to me, a uh, kind of a statement about our program versus their program. But I really don't know what to make of the game. I mean, I, I, as far as how good are they, how good are we, you know, um, we, we talk about some of the accolades of the young guys. I mean, with Grubbs having all the tackles, I mean, most of them were assists, but they, but not of them were law, tackles for loss, not on him, but I'm just saying in general there weren't a lot of destructive-type defensive plays. There were some that were – very, you know, strategic and, and good as far as get, securing the win, but it definitely didn't seem like we were forced to be reckoned with on defense. And, uh, you know, you have to think about the fact that their biggest playmaker was out for the majority of the second half. You know, what does that, how would that tilt it? You know, I, I definitely was impressed with Gardner coming in. He seemed to have something that, you know, that we needed at that point. I mean, it's Going forward, you have to think that he's he's going to get some attention and get some carries. But so I mean, in as far as Conference USA goes, I mean, what do we think? Are we are we towards the top or towards the middle? I mean, is Southern Miss a, a bad team, or we have you know barely beat a bad team? What, what, what do y'all make of that? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think that's something that you know probably gets lost. You know, just in in terms of this being such an emotional win, and I think you point out a lot of things, and you know. You know, looking at the defense especially, obviously uh, Grubbs and Allen Walker aren't going to be two guys that are in there week in and week out at linebacker. I know Grubbs probably earned himself his way into the rotation more often, but you get, you know, you get Trey Baldwin back, you get Mackie Carabin back, uh, you know, maybe Levi Bell, maybe Cody Fulp gets a waiver as well at inside linebacker, and then you can kind of, you know, especially solidify things with some older guys, you know, in the interior of your defense at that second level. But I think for the most part, defensively, the unit's really just going to have to gel and kind of figure out what they're good at because I don't think we're about to see uh, Cedric Woods, you know, lose a tremendous amount of snaps. I know he's a true freshman. I know that, you know, coming into fall camp, we didn't necessarily expect to see him a ton. But there's not a whole lot of depth outside at corner right now uh, you know, I know D.J. Brown, the Penn State transfer, is working his way back, but we don't know what he's going to look like, you know, probably for another couple of weeks. So I think defensively the big thing is, like you said, they got to force uh, more lost yardage plays, get some teams behind the chains, and that will allow them to be more effective. And then, like you said, offensively, I thought Greg Garner uh, was really good on that last drive when he finally got a chance. And I think, you know, Luke Anthony, he's going to get the start. Coach Holt said this week in the press conference that he'll start this weekend. But they'll continue to play both guys. I think they just got to figure out who's going to be that quarterback that, uh, you know, runs seven out of eight drives in a game. I think they're going to continue playing both guys uh, just in case you end up losing one of them due to some of these positive tests. But I don't know how much we necessarily learn from this week, but we did learn that there's some talent across this roster. And if they can put uh, some of the literal things together, they can certainly uh, compete with some of those guys at the upper portion of the conference. I think Marshall's going to be pretty good. Uh, you look at their win over App State. But right now, I think uh, for me, it's probably, you know, you can name any order, but Marshall, UAB, and Tech right there up at the top. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what to make. You know, North Texas got routed by SMU, which we know that uh, Sonny Dykes' type of offense can get up on you and you can't come back from it. But they they beat um, Houston Baptist. I mean, Texas Tech had more of a struggle. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just trying to figure out how, okay, are we supposed to go in and win this game, you know, handily? Are we supposed to kind of be thinking that this could be this could be a game that come down to the wire as well I mean with as much offense as Houston Baptist has shown I'm not completely convinced that we're going to go in and and run away with it for sure I mean uh, there's a lot of things that still need to be told and so I all that to say I'll take that win over, over Southern Miss any day but I don't know if it's predictive about our season as far as how good we are I mean I'm a little bit still on the fence about you know what 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 is the ceiling for this team? Will we actually be able to play for a championship? You know, what's going to happen going forward? And that's my concern. Absolutely, Rafe. We appreciate the call. Yeah, man, thanks. And, and I think, you know, Rafe brings up a good point as far as going into Houston Baptist. And they're, and they're a good offensive football team. We'll get to them a little more later in the show. But, you know, North Texas beat their brains in. I know they had a lot of yards, but that game was like 56-35. to 35, So, you know, I didn't watch the game, but, uh, you know, you put up 600, 700 yards and only scored 35 points. You probably put up a lot of empty yards late. Right, no doubt. And the Texas Tech game was 35-20. Texas Tech was missing a number of players. It was 35-20 in the fourth quarter, and they get two late touchdowns. So the game, the scoreboard was probably a little closer, closer than you might yeah. think. But let's not kid ourselves as well. Texas Tech's in a rebuild as well. They haven't been good in a number of years. Yeah. Missing no, Patty. Yeah, missing Patty Mahomes. And I know Matt Wells is really trying to get things turned around out there in Lubbock. But, Beck, let, let's get back into this Southern Miss game. Dogs erase a 17-point lead, defeat the Fighting Jack Abrahams 31-20. to Bulldogs move to 1-0. 31-30. Yeah, 31-30. Bulldogs move to 1-0. Southern Miss 0-2, 0-1. There was so much hoopla surrounding this game. You got Pete Thamel tweeting out an hour before the game. You know, he knows it all. He's Yahoo's guy. Uh, you got the Southern Miss coach, Scotty Walden. He's leading war chants in the locker room. Man, he had some energy, didn't he? Mike Golick so fired up on ESPN about us. It. Like, dude, this isn't the middle school beauty pageant where you get ready for the cross-country race. And then there was so much uncertainty surrounding who would be available for Tech. But I think when you look at the entirety of the game, and this is not um, particularly in terms of how things played out on the scoreboard in terms of how the game flowed, but I think when you look at how the offense played, you saw some good, you saw some bad. You saw when the offense was in rhythm, they were pretty good. You saw the mistakes uh, with Aaron Allen throwing the interception. Anthony had the late fumble uh, on the last drive. So you, you saw that side defensively. You saw him get gashed at times. You saw some flashes of some guys being able to make some plays. So I think really going into this game, I, that's kind of what I expected. At times you could tell this team was good. At times you could tell, man, these guys hadn't practiced very much. Right. There was, I mean, there was a lot of plays that, that just kind of went Tech's way. The Hardy one, I mean, he bounced off like two tackles. Yeah, and and what there that, was, yeah. They were horrible tackles. Yeah. And then it, we get a touchdown out of that. And like you, know, the, you said, the defensive side tackling was awful. It did get better going on. Uh, further into the game but th this is you know you can look at it from a couple different point of views and one of them is you know we we got to see a lot of guys you know college doesn't have preseason you yeah. have an fcs game you get to whoop up on somebody but you got, we got to see guys for an entire game that we probably would have only solved for a quarter in the fourth quarter 
after we've already beat up on a team. Yeah. And, and that was really encouraging. This I wasn't UMass. Oh, yeah. This wasn't no UMass. So, you're right. There was a bunch of um, sloppiness, some good plays. You know, that first drive is a lot of first Beautiful. drives. Are, yeah. They're they practice. They're rehearsed. Scripted, they're very calculated. Yeah. Um, that's I mean, you can do that in your sleep because you've run it over 15 times in practice. So, you kind of expect that to be um, a clean drive. Aaron did that flawlessly it was a great giving us a ton of confidence looking at him and even the next drive could have scored a touchdown but really got a got a field goal and then Luke comes in Luke does well too both quarterbacks struggled in the middle of the game and we're sitting here going don't ever put him back in no why is he coming out I I think we said that at at different points in the game it's like you know you see the two scoring drives Allen leads early and it's like why why are you going to Luke just wait till he screws up and And then then, Luke leads the touchdown drive and then Allen comes back in you're like why is Allen back in And, and I think that like we said, I think that was determined in the pregame how they were going to play this at the quarterback position. You hate to use the term preseason because it makes you – internally it makes you feel like they didn't care about the game. But I think it was – you could see both guys had earned the opportunity to play. Like you said, Aaron leads the first two scoring jobs. He looks good. Second half, Luke leads three touchdown drives, including the game winner. And I think especially talking towards the game winner – you know, Tech goes 17 plays, 74 yards. I think Takes they, up six minutes a clock. Like, that was yeah, and I think, perfect. I think know? they ran it nine times. I think they threw it eight times. I mean, there was good balance. And I think you could see, uh, which is why I believe that Anthony's starting this week against Houston Babbage, you could see some of his experience. Right. Like, he, he had been in that moment before. And I'm not saying Allen couldn't lead the drive. I think he could. But at that point in the game, first game of the year, so much that Tech had been through getting to this point, having made the huge huge comeback. I think Luke earned the opportunity to lead that drive as well. And I think, like we said, his experience, his maturity, his been there, done that. I mean, it, that won us the game. Yeah. And, 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 and like you said, not that Aaron could have done that. Aaron is, is a phenomenal and he's gonna athlete. He's going to be a good quarterback. He's going to be a good quarterback. He's going to win Tech a lot of games. This is just – I mean, I think, you know, from the outside, you can get frustrated looking at Skip being like, how do you not have a quarterback figured out? You I know? agree. But, like you said, you both, watch them play. both you guys can play. play. And, yeah. and I don't think – you know, I'm not a huge fan of the quarter, the dual quarterback thing, that saying that if you do, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. I agree. I, you know, we really do have two guys that can play. At some point, Tech's going to have to focus on one. And I think they will. And I think they will. But but who says Aaron can't come in and just offer that – I mean, but you saw Luke. He's dual – he could be dual threat too. He yeah. can run. You know? and well, I think, too, the big thing is when you alternate quarterbacks, you sometimes you – you mess up that rhythm a little bit, right. and I think that's well. That's what I was worried I think about that's during what this game. Up with Aaron. And then, yeah, you know, I texted you after Luke scored uh, a drive, or maybe it was Aaron had a bad drive right before the the game winning drive. I said, if Aaron jogs back out there, I'm going to be so mad. Like, yeah, Luke no, was doing so good. Like, don't mess up the the momentum. But I mean, we won the game, so you can't really criticize that much. But if we'd have lost that game, I think that would have been a you'd heavy, have been fired up. That'd have been a heavy point of argument. Just that we kept switching quarterbacks. And oh, I agree. But maybe Skip escaped one. I don't know. But Luke, Luke oh, showed Skipper. Luke showed incredible leadership. I think he won a bunch of. I don't know if he needed to, but I think he won the team's respect. Just being a dog, he could have. I mean, he had a couple of running plays where he took some hits. Like he was not scared. Game experience, and obviously, it wasn't the prettiest throw in the world, but he got it done. Got Tutty, it done. Dogs win thirty-one thirty. So let's go ahead and take our next timeout. We come back from the break. We'll continue to talk because I can't get enough of it. Louisiana Tech, 31. Southern Miss, 30. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Uncommon. How would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. 
outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, the new fall blizzard treat menu is here. It's a lineup of all your favorite fall flavors, blended with world-famous vanilla soft serve with pumpkin pie, caramel apple pie, Oreo mocha fudge, chocolate-dipped strawberry brownie dough, and snickerdoodle cookie dough. Every bite feels like diving into fall, leaves and all. It's officially fall at DQ, so hurry and make the season sweeter with the new fall blizzard treat menu today. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. You'll love the smiling faces here at Courtesy. You'll love the deal you get on every car you buy. Eight brands, two convenient locations in Ruston, one goal, customer satisfaction. That's the Courtesy way of doing business. Online at buycourtesy.com. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana and South Arkansas. They also offer a wide range of propane and natural gas appliances. For more info, go to O'NeillGas.com. Graduate sales. You know us as the class ring people, and you should. We've been supplying the area with graduation specialty products like class rings for more than 60 years. At Graduate Sales, there's so many things we offer, though. Name cards, mailing accessories, note cards, T-shirts, shorts, memory gifts, memory books, announcements, inserts, too. Rely on us for all your graduation needs, including class rings. Call Kurt Joyner at Graduate Sales or go online, www.graduatesalesury.com. That's www.graduatesalesury.com. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts Hotline, 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. The goat BC, it's Beck Haynes, self-proclaimed goat. Ben, let's go to the text line. John Taylor, let's jump to the fairway carts text line. Beck, got a quick segment right here. We had about eight minutes. All right, here we go. Uh, Will texts in since I can only imagine what it was like in Vegas at the sports books that were open for the gamblers who put late money on Southern Miss. Got that, Pete Dammel. <laughs> that replay must have led to some serious heartburn. You ain't lying. Got Pete Dammel. It's a, you know, that's that's the curse of gambling. See, the yeah. line was five and a half, right? No, yeah. before the game went to seven and a half. Yeah. So they weren't covering anyway. No, but if you had a yeah, money line. Five and a half. If you got them early at five. Yeah. yeah. Or if you got tech money line, you made out all right. Yeah, see. you did, Mr. TBH. I have a friend that made out all right. That that was the bet. Well, yeah. Degenerate over here. No. Oh, and then we got another text on the old text line. On a side note. As excited as the football team was to finally play, imagine how the Tech baseball team will feel finally playing a home game. Number two, how do you guys think we'll defend an 1,100-yard NFL candidate QB on Saturday? Listen, a lot of people are stressed out about this dude at Houston Baptist. You got two games of film. You think Skip ain't watching film? <laughs> think Blackwell ain't watching film? But let me tell you something. 
He might have 1,100 yards, but he's going to need to score about 1,100 points this week because his defense is so bad. They give up 700 yards a game. 300 on the ground. I just got out of breath thinking about Another 360 through the air. Hindy is going to eat. Okay. I want, I want three guys with 100 oh, yards Oh, that'd be so rushing. tight. Oh, All three awesome. Of them. Oh, can we talk about the running backs? Hindy, I was excited. Then he looked like he was a little tired. Ran out of gas. He ran out of gas. But that's what you get when you get somebody that runs people over. Yeah. You better use them sparingly. We used them like 100 times in the first three minutes. Yeah, we did. Gardner came in unbelievable. <laughs> Fresh yeah. legs in the fourth. That was the, the – if you were to do a – I don't know, Keystone Light key to the game. It oh, might have been him. Little Keystone Light key to the game. Wow. <laughs> I'm telling you, when he came in, I was like, that, what a call. If what he, a call. Shout out to Keystone Light. You think Joe Sloan did that? How about it, Joe Sloan? What a call. Late Greg Garner. Eat. Israel Tucker had a nice night. 11 oh. carries, 65 yards. I'm with tapes. I want three. 100-yard yes. guys on the ground this hey, week. Hey, that's the way the NFL's going. You can't hardly pick a running back in NFL because they've split so much. Yeah. Fresh legs. Yeah, we'll get to your fantasy record here in a moment. Back, got a, got a couple questions. Is it the same as old Misses? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Southern Miss tapes. It is. Well, donut action, Tabes. I did say old Miss, didn't I? Yeah. Well, donut old action. Old Gronk not doing good for your boy. Old Gronk got one catch in two weeks. The old goose egg. Oh, Hadn't run past the first down marker go. yet. He's already gone off my. Off you my already spot. let him go. I already let him go. Don't blame Cut him Chase. loose. Beck's, Beck's fielding trade offers. Fifteen man bench. I don't have time to wait time. around. Beck got offered some hot fries for Gronk today. Didn't take it. Just take the hot fries. <laughs> I didn't know. I did get some chips and queso that I made Ben pay for at lunch. <laughs> That's pretty tight. All right, Beck got a got a couple of tidbits for you. Saturday night we talked about some of the depth issues, but get this: nine true freshmen played. Keep in mind, not only one true freshman in the last two years has not redshirted. We saw nine playing game one. Show me something. Nineteen freshmen overall, so that's ten more redshirt freshmen. Was wearing uniforms last year. Now they're playing a college football game, Ben. <laughs> the old school uniforms. The Gotta school. love them. <laughs> oh, khaki mom, shirt. Mom drop them off at school the next year playing in a college football game. Well, turkey sandwich, little mayo. Little Cheetos, got them dogs. Little fruit cup, the little pups. Gotta love the little pups playing well. They got another question for you. This is right up your alley. You're going to <laughs> love this question. Is Jack Abraham good? No. Yes, he's good. I mean, he can he can sling the rock. All right. Hey, let me tell you something. He just about can't Jack back him. it up. Let me tell you something about Jack Abraham. He's the most rhythm-oriented yeah. quarterback in the history of quarterbacks I've ever seen play. Elaborate. Like, if he's in a rhythm, like, I, oh, he was in a rhythm I early. I turn it off. He I was just, 17 of 20. If he ain't in a rhythm, and if he don't have an NFL receiver, psh, what, what were they saying? He send him the back to Juco. Most accurate quarterback in in, uh, in the NCAA Yeah, and one of the Or yeah. like a completion He was percentage. up there. Yeah, yeah. 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 You don't you don't do that by well largely maybe some swing passes and stuff but no, he throws some swing passes yeah listen the guy can throw the ball okay back he was eighty two percent a year ago within ten yards of the line of scrimmage fifty three beyond that's not, is that not good What's not, not good I don't know the average probably about sixty sixty two yeah I was uh, I can't what did I keep telling I just kept saying they're giving we're like, giving, we're giving way too, too much, much space way well, too much well, space I, I think especially because we couldn't tackle well and I don't think you're gonna see that change too much do you want those freshman DBs uh, playing a little bump and run I don't know Ben I needed something to complain about well at least you're honest at least you're honest Beck have we settled the quarterback debate 
Between Jack? No, between Luke Anthony and Aaron Allen. No. I mean, I, I would go with Luke because he won the game. I think that's – I think he will. But, I mean – But I'm not mad at Aaron. You, where do you find a spot here's, for Aaron here's to my, play? Well, I don't know. But here's my concern with Aaron is if like, if, he, if, he didn't, if his first read's not there, if it's not a planned out drive, I think that's why he executed so well in the first drive. Can he go through his progressions and not panic? That You have an internal clock as a quarterback. His ain't working right now. Yeah, but no, especially in that second half, yeah. it wasn't great. So, which, I mean, granted, the kid hadn't played a ton of football in the last two or three years. But we don't have a ton of time to develop that. Maybe you get him, maybe you give him each a half or something this game. I don't know. But I don't. I'll say this. I think you go with Luke, but I'm not like, oh, Aaron's out. I'll say this, too. Luke Anthony missed some throws that he had missed all fall. Oh, my gosh. that's what I mean, He was short on some, some wide-open throws. Deep and deep the ball. deep ball to Graham late. Oh, man, he hits that ball. and I bet he hit it 90% in practice. Yes. And the, when the first couple practices we saw, that we were like – I wonder how many jitters he had earlier. Yeah, I, I, my, our jaws were on the ground the first couple times we watched him at practice. He was so accurate, so confident. He had zip on the ball. I did not see that on Saturday night. But – it's got guts, Ben. It's got some guts. Hey. Kid got it done when it mattered. What do you think? I, I, I think like you think. I think coming out of that game, I think Luke Anthony's your guy. I think that, you know, I think there's 10 possessions in the game, which normally you're going to see 14 to 16 possessions. There's a lot of long drives by both teams. So let's say a normal game you get 16 possessions. I think you give Luke – 12 or 13 of those, but I, I don't think that, you you know, I think that when you do put Aaron in the game, you're not going in with the mindset of, hey, you get this one drive. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's tough you to, don't want you him to pressure himself. So tough to give a and kid he's a one young, drive. And he's a young quarterback, too. Yeah, and I caught myself saying, like, put one in until they screw up and then put the other one in. You know, it's like, so that way you keep momentum. But that's a terrible way to play. You're playing scared. Yeah. You ain't a coach. I'm not a coach. You know what, though? I'm just so glad that Southern Miss got Pete Thamel. Love it. Man. What else uh, you got? Defensively. I thought this was a short segment. It is. We got about a minute. Defensively. Are you concerned about that secondary? I mean, it's just tough to tell because of how many guys we had out. I think we need to learn how to tackle, but I think that's a result of not having pads in camp for two weeks. Yeah. But that was brutal to watch. Well, especially trying to tackle Tim I kind of thought it was like riding a bike where, you know, you, tell you, you, about, you learn how to tackle. It just kind of sticks with you, Ben. Let me tell you Apparently something. Apparently not. A lot of talk surrounding Tim Jones and how good he was and how he lit up our secondary. Let's be honest. Tim Jones is going to be playing on Sundays. You think? And dogs ain't going to see too many receivers that are going to be playing on Sundays. So let's step back from the ledge. Let these secondary young men grow up. I thought Cleo Ladler played pretty well in his first game from Virginia Tech. But, uh. A little concerned about the secondary. We'll see how much we grow up from week one to week two. They say the biggest growth is from week one to week two, so <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out what Skippy and the boys got. Talk to David Blackwell a little bit, see if we can put a little bit of pressure on the quarterback. Nice to see Eric Kinzer with a sack. I thought our offensive line did pretty well. O-line was good. I was impressed. Missing two or three starters. Defensive line, I mentioned Eric Kinzer with a sack. Uh, Boy, I was missing some of the some of our, uh, you know, 45, I was missing him. Missing 45, been gone for two years yeah, now. I know, I was still missing him. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But uh, let me talk about Eric Kinzer for a minute. Uh, getting his first action since the 2017 Frisco Bowl. Woo. Had a sack in his first game. Have to be happy for him. Been a long way back due to a number of injuries. Happy that he's back on the field. Did we lose anybody to injury? 
Not that I'm aware. I think Israel Tucker might have banged up his ankle. Not sure right. what his status is. He'll be all right. Yeah, we'll figure it out. If he's not, we'll just give the ball to Greg Garner. It's a pretty strong running back back there late in the game. Six carries, 40 yards. So, Taves, let's go ahead. Let's jump to our next timeout. We come back from the break. We're going to talk a little Houston Baptist. We're going to talk to the Huskies head coach, Vic Sheely, fresh out of practice. Going to join us. Sheely is the first head coach in Houston Baptist history. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Be right back in the break. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatterload on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat. And you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with Bamba Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to Bimble Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go, dogs. Bimble Motors in Arcadia. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for LaTeX. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at LaTeX. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, here in the li- live here in the Sports Talk. 97.7 Studios, Louisiana Tech gets set for their home opener this weekend against Houston Baptist. Join us on the Fairway Carts hotline. The head coach of the Houston Baptist Huskies, Vic Sheely. Coach, how are things going for you tonight? Well, pretty good there. We're, we're, we're trying to wade through all this water we're getting down into this rain with the uh, tropical storm. So it's been a little bit tough to get to work in the early part of the week. But uh, hopefully we'll move on out and we'll get a chance to, to get some more work in with the kids. Absolutely, yeah. We're, we're kind of dealing with a little bit of the same things up here in North Louisiana. But, Coach, you go back to April of 2012. You were hired as the head coach, uh, the first head coach in Houston Baptist history. Um, from back at that point in 2012, from where you are to where you are now, uh, how has it been building the program from the ground up, and, and how are you feeling things about things as y'all continue to progress uh, throughout the years? Well, we feel like we're making progress, and feel like you know last year was a year where 
probably the, the, the biggest leap uh, occurred where we saw really all three phases of our team begin to grow uh, at the same time. You know, I think going back, uh, you know, eight years ago, um, no one really can kind of know what you're getting into when you go and start a, start a football program. And, you know, some things are somewhat calculated. You know, you, you go out to recruit and you develop kids in the off season. But, uh, you know, probably just uh, trying to really understand how hard it is to develop player leadership. And then, you know, some of those areas like the offensive line and some of the areas in the secondary where just, you know, the, the pool of athletes are smaller in number. It, it takes a little bit longer. But, uh, you know, I feel, feel like we're making, making good pace and, and we certainly have a ways to go, but we're getting there. And you look at your team, you know, entering 2020, you're coming off a 5-5 five and five year where you talk about you really took a step forward. We start dealing with some of this COVID-19 stuff. Um, a lot of uncertainty surrounding the 2020 season. I know the Southland Conference uh, ended up postponing, you know, the conference portion of their schedule to the spring. How did you keep your guys focused to get prepared to play this fall, uh, even if it was only going to be four games? Well, we just really tried to break it down in, in months. You know, for us, we don't get the kids finally back on campus in July. You know, we wanted to, to do a great job of, of winning that month. That meant that we needed to be able to quickly, you know, get get back in good condition and just follow the uh, movement skill that I think you kind of lose a little bit of that uh, toughening of edge, too, with the time away. And so that, that, that was what a victory looked like. And then in August, you know, we needed to do a great job in camp. And, and then, you know, what was got into sep- you know, the September, then it was about games and uh, pl- playing well and giving us a chance to, to be in ball games in the fourth quarter with a chance to win. Of course, through all that has been, you know, to try to control our environment, just the discipline of, of uh, really controlling that, which uh, who you're around so that uh, COVID wouldn't, uh, you know, be able to claim victory over our program. And so we've been very fortunate. We, we've not had a player test positive uh, since uh, August 5th. And we're, you know, we're, we're grateful for that. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully this will go well uh, this week's testing and, and we'll come in, uh, you know, continue to improve and, and, and be a healthy football team. And you look at your team, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, your quarterback, Bailey Zappi, uh, 34 career starts under his belt, uh, you know, holds virtually every passing record at Houston Baptist, has had a tremendous start uh, to his season against North Texas and Texas Tech. I know you guys had a chance to win that game late. Uh, what makes him such a special player at the quarterback position? Well, you know, we, we really think that Baylor's one of those guys that truly uh, really defines what a coach on the field is. He's bright. He's a football uh, student of the game. And just really uh, it, it matters to him that he plays uh, a, a perfect game intellectually. And I think he's got good arm talent. He's got the, the, the ability to extend the play with, with his feet. You know, we think he's got the natural DNA to, to be a really a fine player, but you know, probably his greatest asset is that he's, he's a fiercely competitive individual. And uh, I, I think that uh, when you look at most quarterbacks, at least I've been around, that have been you know really, really successful, it is those kids who really believe that uh, everything that they do really matters and how they play and to win. And you know, you look at some of those weapons that he has outside of receivers: Josh Stearns, Jarrett Stearns. Uh, the two brothers, Ben Ratzliff, um, you know, he, he has some good weapons to throw to as well. Yeah, I think that's really one of the areas we've done a really good job of uh, uh, of recruiting and building depth is in our receiving core. I think our offensive skill, you know, ha- has developed into being, you know, certainly in the top half of the Southland now. And and uh, we're seeing 
I think the ability uh, to, to match up the, the last two weeks against really talented North uh, uh, North Texas defense, and then you know Texas Tech, you know, obviously has some really fine players, and I think that our guys are showing that they can play the pace of the game and uh, they can they can do the things that uh, they need to do out there on the perimeter to win one-on-one situations. And I know you've spent a tremendous amount of time on the defensive side throughout your coaching career. Uh, what what have you seen th- from your defense throughout the first two weeks? I know it's been some tough challenges for you guys on the on that side of the ball. And you know, just to couple that with another question on top of it, what are some things that you're looking uh, for some improvement as you get into week three? You know, I think you know, really week one we didn't tackle very well, and, and the ball got thrown over our head. And, uh, and I, I, do, I do think that North Texas is really a fine offense team, and I think uh, Seth the Trail is really a tremendous. Uh, you know, game, uh, game caller, and I think uh, they are a very, very talented offense. But, you know, we came away from that game defensively feeling like we just didn't play as well as we needed to play, obviously, uh, and also didn't play as well as we're capable of playing. I thought we were pretty good in the run game in, in, in defending it, but uh, certainly uh, when, when the ball gets thrown over your head four or five times, you know, for, for big plays, that that's never going to finish very well in a ball game. You know, so we went back and just really felt like we had to, um, uh, we really needed to fundamentally improve and, and make up for some time lost, you know, maybe not uh, with as much contact in uh, August because of some injuries that maybe we went through. And and so we we felt like we did improve. And, and although we still, you know, gave, gave up 35 points to Texas Tech, you know, we, we saw noticeable improvement in our in our guys. We, we, we started uh, two freshman corners and a freshman safety and, and you know we're, we're trying to improve the the, the DNA and, and the ability of that, of that side of the ball. And we feel like the the young kids, you know, with, with some of the more seasoned older kids we have, are are part of that solution. But um, you know, the, the 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 type of offenses you see, and you know, the college game this day and time, they stretch you so much both you know, horizontally and vertically, and, and they force you into so many one on ones. And uh, it, it's tough if, if if you don't have about fifty one percent of the DNA, you know, the defensively, it, it is a hard hard day that that you're going to experience. And, and we're trying to really get to that point where we can line up and and, and get the type of players that it takes week in and week out to play good defense. And you talk about that how the college game has evolved over the years with all the spread offenses, and I'm sure you guys do it on the offensive side as well. But just how difficult is that as a defensive coach, a defensive coordinator? Um, when you know that's really the offensive game in college football these days, in, in terms of getting guys, especially skill guys, in favorable matchups, how difficult is that to defend? Well, I mean, it's it's extremely, and I think you know the the margins uh, have gotten to be so thin in terms of you know a particular you know defensive front guy's got to be able to control a gap, and if he jumps out of his fit, you know the, the you know the ball can it can go over thirty, and certainly. It, you know, if you if you take a poor angle at safety as you converge the ball, you know the ball can go for thirty. You know, if you uh, just do some things that are uh, should be natural fundamental football, if you do them consistently and you make people have to really drive the length of the field to put the ball in in, in, in the end zone, I think you got a shot still because you know the kids aren't robots. But you know, when when you had to break down fundamentally or just an assignment. It didn't take very long for for the big plays and explosive plays to occur, and you know you look at uh, you know certainly what Coach Holtz is doing there with, with, with Louisiana Tech and just the offensive explosion that, that you've seen, you know through, through his time there at the school, 
you know, they've, they've put a lot of pressure on a lot of folks, and we expect, you know, a great challenge Saturday. And, you know, one more question. We'll let you get out of here. Uh, when you turn on the film, you get an opportunity to watch this Louisiana Tech team, obviously breaking in a new quarterback uh, with either Luke Anthony or Aaron Allen. I know you've seen Anthony uh, from his days at Abilene Christian, but what are some things that you guys uh, must do well on both sides of the ball in order to have some success on Saturday night? Well, you know, I, I see offensively, you know, La Tech's got a lot of really, really fantastic players. I, I, we think their offensive line is going to be the best offensive, offensive front we've faced to date. We think that the running back core is just really, really talented. Uh, and, and I really think that, you know, either quarterback does things that are uniquely well. We are familiar with Luke, you know, just, just through our time uh, there at Abilene Christian and knowing that he's a really accurate deep ball thrower. And so off of play action, he can really – Great, great problems for you. And, and, you know, when you look at Aaron Allen and just his feet, and we're, of course, really familiar with but he's in our backyard, from our backyard here, and, and the things that he can do uh, that uh, uh, really uh, make the run and the pass so difficult. So I think, you know, they, they, they are a challenge, you know, to stop uh, because of their DNA, but also their offensive scheme. And we're going to have to be able to play, you know, our, our best game, probably our best game that we've had in a long time. Uh, the, the defensively, I think offensively, we've got to be able to control the ball and make first down. And uh, we, you know, we, we concentrate on, on throwing the football to, to do that. And so, you know, it all, it all stems from how well you're going to protect your quarterback and, and then you got to be able to run good, clean routes and, you know, catch the ball and be very efficient. So I just think, you know, execute the plays that uh, I think we're capable of doing and, and control the ball on the offense so that hopefully we can keep uh, a lot of take off the field as much as we can, you know, on, on defense. Absolutely, Coach. Well, we certainly appreciate you taking some time. I know it's a busy week for you as you get set uh, to bring your guys up to Ruston, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you guys Saturday night and looking forward to a good college football game. All right, thank you. thanks. Thanks, you guys. Vic Sheely, head coach, Houston Baptist. Beck, we were talking about it before we came on the air. Pretty cool to get a head coach on game week. You don't, we don't. I think it's the first time we've done it uh, since we've been doing Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Uh, Certainly, it was a good get there, BC. I'm yeah, proud of you. Reaching cool. for the stars. Hey, it was good to have him on. Good to hear him break down his program. And you know, like we said, they've only been playing football since 2013. So, and got four games this year. So you're really getting dialed in on each one of them. That's got to be a little strange. I bet it to is to be preparing a team for four games. Uh, but gonna hey. have to figure out a way to slow down the quarterback Bailey Zappi. That's for sure. Yeah, we'll be glad to have him in Ruston on Saturday. I know uh, some of the Rustonites are ready for some Tech football, and we will take anybody we can get. Might be a shootout. Might be there all Wouldn't night. Mind a little offensive shootout, Ben. Might uh, me and Taves might be on the radio pretty late that night. Oh yeah, when you throw the ball a bunch, you know. Me and Taves are grinders. You grinders. We're grinders. Of course. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. When we come back from the break. We'll talk with Louisiana Tech's. Yes, outgoing athletic director. Tommy McClellan has accepted a new job at Vanderbilt. Gets set for his final home game as a Bulldog. We'll talk to the Bulldog athletic director right after this. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit walpoletire.com. 
This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for LaTeX. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at LaTeX. And everything good is more fun on a new easy go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger easy go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. Hey y'all, I'm Amanda Shaw. We all know Louisiana is as fun as all get out. So get out, take a road trip, and explore our state. Fill her up, then try a new restaurant that's as fun-loving as it is food-loving. Grab the family and take off for monumental adventures at our 21 state parks. Or take a magical minivan tour along our 19 scenic trails and byways. Louisiana's a trip. Take one today. This is Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Plan your road trip at louisianastaycation.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Office of Tourism. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7, now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts Hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, doing a tremendous job. Oh, unbelievable. Running the board, rainy Tuesday night here in Ruston, Louisiana. Louisiana Tech getting set to open up the home portion of their 2020 football season, Houston Baptist. 6 p.m. Saturday night inside the Joe, a little ESPN3 action. Now join us on the Fairway Carts Hotline, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Tommy McClellan. Tommy, how are things going for you tonight? All is well, Ben. All is well. We appreciate you joining us. Of course, uh, I believe it was announced last week that you've taken a new job at Vanderbilt, and I know that, uh, you know, just speaking for Beck and I, you've been so good to us over the last – a uh, few years that we've gotten an opportunity to work with you, and uh, we appreciate you, and uh, we're, we're so thankful that uh, you and your family have ha- had, you know, found a, a next, uh, I guess, a next journey, the next journey in y'all's lives, and uh, happy for y'all to be heading to Vanderbilt. Yeah, Tommy, honestly, we were just kind of hoping you could leave a note in the next guy's desk, let him know to just please take all Bleed Tech Blue interviews because it's been really handy for us. You know, if you could do that for us, that'd be great. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure it's a requirement in, in the contract on the next one. Um, <laughs> Well, I would say, you know, certainly, for, first of all, thank you for the kind words, Ben. I, you know, this is, it, it's, it's been bittersweet for us, and certainly, you know, it's been a, a little over a week now uh, since the announcement came out. But uh, the first couple of days there, there were a lot of tears shed, you know, inside this house and outside the house as we had to notify and tell other people. Um, you know, Ruston is just such a special place, and everybody that anyone that's ever lived here or gone to school here or been a part of the Tech family understands that and knows that even people that have, like myself, have now come here, worked here, and they're going to move on, it still is just such a special place. Both of my kids, although they were born in Lake Charles, they really grew up in Ruston. Uh, they arrived when they were three and two, 
and uh, you know Tech is home uh, for them, and uh, and I'm so proud that they that they feel that way. Uh, it certainly is bittersweet. We we are very excited about the opportunity, uh, professionally, personally, uh, but but it doesn't make uh, it doesn't make the choice any more uh, difficult or uh, you know uh, sad in that we're going to leave so many people uh, in such a great place. And you- um, as I. Go ahead. No, and I was just going to follow up on that. You, you look at that all that, you know, your family and you as well on the career side of things, all that you all have accomplished in Ruston, um, you know, just speaking to the athletic side of things, um, the, the new facilities that Louisiana Tech's built, uh, the number of winning seasons across really every sport. I, I would say that you look at the five core sports of Louisiana Tech, they're probably in a better place uh, than they've ever been. When you look back at your time at Louisiana Tech as an athletics director, what will you be most proud of? You know, I've been asked that a lot uh, here lately, and and you know, I I think of it in different ways. I mean, I it's hard to you know put it this way. I think I'm most proud of the people that we've assembled, right? The the staff, the coaches, uh, the players, just the the culture that's been built. Culture is something you can't – it's not tangible. It's not really something you can put your finger on or you can identify. But I would say, you know, establishing a culture, a culture of doing things the right way with integrity, winning, and, uh, and being student-athlete focused, that, that's probably what I'm the most proud of because I know that that culture is strong right now and, and it's great. Uh, at the same time, 25 years from now, if, if, if I, you know, walk back through campus, hope I'm going to be back before 25 years, believe <laughs> me. But I'm just saying that if I think forward, it will be the facilities, regardless of what the culture is, regardless of the people that have worked here that may or may not still be working here, um, the facilities are going to be something that for a very, very long time um, I will take a sense of pride in, knowing that I was a part of it. I didn't do those things. I just happened to be here when they happened. And I'm just, it's just really a positive to me. You know, I told Dr. Geist the day that I told him I was leaving. And I said, you know, I, I honestly feel like I can hand you back the athletic department better than it was given. And I said, you know, you asked me, you know, if given the opportunity to go to a ball game, will you say yes? I said, well, I've said yes six times. (laughs) <laughs> I've said yes six times, and you've got six rings. And I said, you know, and you also said, do you really think you can raise the money for the south end zone? And I said, not only do we do that, but here's 85 million more uh, improvements that have occurred. And so, and again, those things are kind of tangible. But I think the thing that it's that I am honestly the most proud of is the ensemble of coaches and staff that are currently here. Uh, they they are what makes this athletic department special. All right, Tommy, so that's what you're most proud of. Tell me, give me a game. I want to know over your time here, what was a, your favorite game or moment in a game from across any sport that um, obviously you can be proud of that game, but that you enjoyed the most or that stuck, sticks out to you the most? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be tongue-in-cheek a little bit. Uh, the one that I probably will remember forever is the one this past weekend, yeah, given the fact that I, that, I'm, that I would, most people don't know this, I'm quarantined in my house now. Oh. And my son, my youngest son, tested positive last week for coronavirus. So thus, I'm on his direct contact list as well as my wife and my other son. And I couldn't go to the game. 
Oh my and you God. talk about a miserable experience, <laughs> and I can't go to the game this weekend. I mean, I, it's like I'm in prison in my own house here. Um, so, you know, I've never been more happy to talk to somebody on the radio right now than I am now. <laughs> but, uh, I, I'm just – so I would say that, honestly, let, sitting in the bed with my wife watching the Southern Miss game at the end, you know, just going, I can't believe he was out of bounds. Oh, my gosh, he's in bounds. We won the game and then stand up for another hour because I couldn't sleep. Oh, we, yeah, uh, we know that feeling. But, <laughs> yeah, and so it was a miserable feeling. And I told Coach Holtz that after the game. I was like, you know, being at the game, even if you lose, you know, you, you have a better sense of what's going on and what's happening. You don't know anything yeah. other than what the commentary is telling you. And so, anyway, so I would say it'll be a long time in my memory bank about this Southern Miss game for sure. And, uh, I think back, for me, I think – when I think baseball, I think J.C. Love Field, the Rice extra inning game, oh, yeah, was uh, yeah. it comes, comes to my mind. I think, the uh, honestly, the dominance over uh, really a changing of the guard of, of, of our series with Louisiana Lafayette, just how, how that thing has changed for us in recent years. And because they were the team for us to chase, no doubt. We wanted to be like them, be better than them. Same thing with Rice. I think for men's basketball, it's hard not to say Iona. Uh, you know, uh, in the NIT game, uh, Speedy Smith, uh, last-second tip-in, just remarkable, remarkable uh, game environment. Um, and then football, you know, there's been so many great moments uh, that I've shared, but I, I honestly, I mean, I think for me it may, it may have to be the, the Navy game, last-second kick. Uh, that was just such a great game. Uh, and then the way it ended and uh, I, I think that was kind of a special, a special game as well. But uh, a lot, lots of great memories. Softball winning the conference championship twice. Uh, you know, those, those were great memories for sure. Yeah, there's been a, you know, just talking about a few of those. I think sometimes we get caught up in how many truly great moments we've seen over the years that you know sometimes you forget about. Uh, you know whether any of the sports you you could pick a number of different things. So you you look at the la- the last couple of years, the things that we've been through here in Ruston. Obviously, the pandemic is more of a national type of deal, but the tornado comes through as well. Uh, what what was more difficult to manage for you? I know we're not through the pandemic yet, but in terms of an athletic department dealing with the aftermath of the tornado or, or the current pandemic that we've been involved in. Yeah, they're they're both different. You know, uh, as mentioned. Um, the tornado is, was a, is a very lonely feeling because you're the only one uh, I'm talking about in terms of athletic departments and your peers. Now, I'm not saying, you know, it was we did it as a community. We suffered as a community. But none of my other athletic director colleagues were dealing with a tornado at the same time, whereas we're all dealing with a pandemic. So it's kind of like, you know, failing on a test in school. You know, everybody's failing, so there's a little bit of we're all in this together. Um, you know, th- that one was just, we were by ourselves. And, oh, man, it just, I, I honestly, I did not for several days there just how are we going to get through this? How just asking myself, like, how do you see the force through the trees on this uh, of knowing that there is better days ahead? And honestly, that's the feeling that people in Lake Charles feel right now. Yeah. I was there last week and got to see some of their student-athletes they helped us unload the truck, and I huddled them all up afterwards, and I shared that story. I'm like, listen, 
I, I know that right now it seems like how do you even begin to pick up? Where do you start? What do you do? Mm-hmm. How is this ever going to get better? But understand not only is it going to get cleaned up, you're, it's going to be better than it was before, and you will be better for it, uh, for having gone through it. And I know that's tough to hear, but it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I just think they're different. The pandemic obviously just seems like it's just, it's just lingering, and there's really no end. The tornado happens in 30 seconds, it's over with, and then you start the process of rebuilding. We're still, in essence, being hit by COVID. Uh, it's been going on since March. Right. All right, Tommy, I'm going to throw you a softball question here. Obviously, we're going to have a new AD coming in. What do you, what do you tell him about Rustin? What do, you, what do you tell him about Louisiana Tech that uh, may help him as, as uh, he starts his career here? Yeah, I think, I think the lesson for me is this. Um, what made my decision to leave so painful is that I gave so much of myself to the community. And so – I think if, if a person comes here and they're not willing to fully commit and, and be, be a bulldog, to be a part of the Tech family, it may make it easier if they leave. It may not hurt as much for the people in Ruston and for them, uh, but they will not have achieved what all they could achieve. So my only advice to them would be be all in. Matter of fact, I wrote an article uh, almost probably seven years ago right now called Are You a Renter or Are You an Owner? And I, and I wrote it through Dr. Geis' blog when I first got here about, are you going to be a renter of Louisiana Tech Athletics or are you going to be an owner? And talked about the difference between renters and owners. And I took that to heart. I wanted to be an owner of what we did. And I think because of that, that's why this move was painful, emotional, because we jumped in as a family, um, our kids, my wife, me, and so when you leave, you kind of hurt. It hurts. Right. Uh, and I would tell them to do the same thing. So that would be my main advice. All right, Tommy, my grandpa always told me to shoot your shot. I don't know if this is what he was talking about, but any chance you wanted to maybe tell us who the next AD was, we were thinking might be, I, don't, I, just, <laughs> just, I wanted to give you that chance to break the news in case you wanted to. I, that's up to you. Uh, no, I, I don't have any part of it. Uh, I could, hey, I, if I knew, I'd, I'd, I'd surely tell you, right? Yeah, uh, surely. I know but, you would. Uh, I know you would, Tom. Yeah, I would never be dishonest. But, no, I mean, listen, one of the things, obviously, the coaches are asking me and other staff people, but, you know, one thing I know is I know that Dr. Geist is going to do a fantastic job. He understands uh, what he wants. He, he understood what he wanted when he hired me. Uh, he may, you know, uh, be looking for something a little different, but I think the general point of what he's going to find is someone that is going to have integrity, that's going to be uh, a person that can connect in the community, and they are going to be student-athlete-minded. Uh, and, and I think if you surround yourself with that core of an idea and you build a pool around that, you're going to wind up yielding a really good candidate. And I think that Louisiana Tech will be very happy with whoever is announced. And, you know, last question before we let you get out of here. Obviously, uh, your job t- title changes a little bit going to Vanderbilt as as the deputy athletic director. Uh, for our listeners, kind of give them a little insight into collegiate athletics. How will your, your job change at Vanderbilt versus where it is at Louisiana Tech? Um, well, I mean, I, so, yeah, I will be basically the athletic department has really very simplistically an internal and an external side. The external side is anything and everything to do related to, to revenue, season ticket sales, marketing promotions, um, sponsorships, fundraising, 
um, facility designs that, you know, capital improvements, all those things are related to external. Internal would be academics, compliance, sports medicine, game operations, those type of things. And so I'm, I'm going to be the deputy AD overall external uh, at, at Vanderbilt. Um, you know, the, the, the difference, obviously, is I'm, you know, I'm not the boss. I'm, uh, I'm reporting to the athletic director. But, um, you know, it's, for me, I think it's a great opportunity to get at the Power 5 level, to be a part of a, a university like Vanderbilt, uh, and then also, um, you know, to, to have some, some services for my son that, quite frankly, uh, you know, we feel like is, is really important in his development as he grows a little bit older with his autism. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Like you said, uh, we would definitely agree uh, that you left Louisiana Tech better than you found it. You've been so gracious to us throughout the years, and uh, we certainly wish the best uh, for you and your family. And, you know, you're not, you're well, not off the list of future interviews, too. I mean, we, 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 no, we might no, no, periodically I, I check I, in. I'll be glad to come, come on any time. I, I, again, I, I said this in the release, once a bulldog, always a bulldog. I mean, and we, we genuinely – we, we absolutely want to figure out ways to, to be intentional about coming here. You cannot get to Garrison, Texas from Nacogdoches without going through Ruston. There you go. And my wife's family's from Garrison, Texas, so I promise you there will be pit stops in Ruston. Love awesome. to hear it. Love to hear it. Have a good one, Tommy. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Louisiana Tech's outgoing athletic director, Tommy McClellan, thankful that he joined us tonight. He's been so gracious to us throughout the years. I, I know Beck wanted him to drop the new. Yeah, I tried. Letter. I tried to do my part. Hey, shoot BC. your shot. Yeah, shoot your shot. You never know. Never know what you're going to get. So best wishes to Tommy and his family as they head to Nashville in the next couple of weeks. So we're going to go ahead, take our final time out of the night. When we come back, I'll put a bow on it. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, the new fall blizzard treat menu is here. It's a lineup of all your favorite fall flavors, blended with world-famous vanilla soft serve. With pumpkin pie, caramel apple pie, Oreo mocha fudge, choco-dipped strawberry brownie dough, and snickerdoodle cookie dough, every bite feels like diving into fall. Leaves and all, it's officially fall at DQ. So hurry and make the season sweeter with the new fall blizzard treat menu today. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana and South Arkansas. They also offer a wide range of propane and natural gas appliances. For more info, go to O'NeillGas.com. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426.
find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. We are Bleeding Tech Blue. It's BC, it's Beck Haynes, it's John Tabor. It's time to put a bow on it. Beck, got a question for you. <clears throat> Hit me. You want the good, you want the bad, you want the ugly. Ah, oh, give me the good. Give me the good. Dogs win 31-30 over Southern Miss. Marshall knocks off Appalachian State 17-7. 23rd ranked Appalachian State. Good win for the league. You want yeah, the bad. A good friend of the program, Sutton, says you know his uh, intramural team could be ranked this year. There's only like 10 teams playing. Yeah, that's true. You want the bad. Yeah. Utah only beats Abilene Christian in the fighting Luke Anthony 17-13. Western Kentucky. What do you say? Death taxes and UTEP, UTEP losing. <laughs> and I guess another bad. Uh, Western Kentucky, a little six-point loss to old Hugh Freeze and the Liberty Flames. All right, All right now can't you can't blame them though. Hugh Freeze got that program turned around. Speaking of Liberty, a lot of university problems. Maybe just put all your energy into the football team. See what happens. You want the ugly? Yep. The just- Fighting Sunny Dyke, sixty-five. North Texas, 35. Could, you know, you could know, have hung 100 on them. You know who Sonny, you know Sonny Dykes and the North Texas coach are besties? Yeah, well, he needs they, to buy his boy a new shirt. Yeah, they uh, apparently talk every week, uh, except this one, obviously, because they were uh, battling it out. But, uh, yeah, so there's a little competitive ride. It'd be, it'd be almost like you and me having a couple squads going at it. Well, let me tell you something. Wasn't too competitive. <laughs> no, it was not. One final Sonny's ugly. still doing what Sonny does. Not going to crush Conference USA too much, but Middle Tennessee, in the first of a home-and-home home with Troy, they fall 47-14. Oh, uh, my gosh. All right, what we got this week? We got Louisiana Tech. We got Houston Baptist Saturday night, 6 p.m. Little Thursday night kickoff, UAB South Alabama. It's a 6:30 kick on ESPN. Believe the Blazers are a seven-point favorite. Uh, Friday night, Middle Tennessee will travel to UTSA. Georgia State travels to Charlotte. It's an 11 a.m. kick on Saturday. A little noon kickoff, Florida International and Liberty. Liberty's a tutty favorite. A little Tulane, a little trip to Hattiesburg, get a fighting Jack Abraham action with Southern Miss. We'll see if old Scotty Walden's doing some cheerleading back handsprings on the sideline for the Golden Eagles before they fall to 0-3, Tulane four-point favorite. South Florida traveling to FAU will be Willie Taggart's first game for the Owls. North Texas will travel to Houston. Check out this line. Houston is a 22-point Home favorite over the Mean Green. How things have fallen for the Mean Green and Seth Luttrell. Mm. Final game of Conference USA. You know, we get we got the death taxes and uh, UTEP losing. Well, let me tell you about this matchup. That's where UTEP will be this week. Where are they going to be? They'll be traveling to Monroe. Take on the <laughs> Warhawks. ULM favored by 10. Hey, ULM loses. Guess what? What? Game ain't being played in Shreveport. They got to come to the dog pound. That's true. Yeah. Why you say that? I'm kidding. Oh. Thought you had some breaking news. No. Nah. So hopefully, Conference USA fares a little bit better this week. Beck, got a question for you. Okay. Did you win in fantasy this yeah. week? No, did not. Actually, kind of a down week for my squad. Wish I could tell you my squad name, but I can't. Yep. 
And as a disclaimer, I don't name. You know, if you lose, the league gets to name your squad. It's pretty rough. How bad did you lose by? Uh, Close? No, it was like, I think I lost by like 12. Okay, not, not too, too bad. Not too bad. Not hey, too bad. Guess what? Your boy BC lost Saquon Barkley for the year. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people lost a lot of people. Uh, ben beat his brother. I don't know if that counts. Uh, Lane beat his brother Sutton. No surprise there. Sutton is also 0-2. Yeah, he's terrible. He's terrible. Uh, looking to turn things around this week. Going to have a team meeting, players only. Need a little Kenyon Drake to step up for your boy. I would hate to be in that position, BC. Let's look at, uh, yeah, Tech's got tw- Favored by 23 this week. Well, over under at 68 and a half. half. That is a hefty over. Well, shoot out at the Joe. Tapes. Tapes, what you got? Dogs favored by 23. Uh, 63 to 31. Dogs. I like it, Tapes. I like it. Now I want to take the over. Oh, it's an overall you night. Think? Oh, what, what, easily. What's that? 68 and a half. 68 and a half. There's going to be 80 at least. Tech may hit the over themselves. Yeah. There's going to be 80 points scored well, this let me, game That's why least. I'm glad we asked you your prediction first. You want mine? Yeah. 52. 31. Little closer. 52, 31. Okay. Taking Hold the Huskies to cover. Taves. Taves, what did you say again? 60? 63, 31. 63. You got Tech winning that one? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I already forgot, 52-31. I don't know why I picked 31. Sorry, oh, tapes. A little side bet for you. <clears throat> All right. I got dogs, 66. Houston Baptist, 42. Ooh, that's a hefty. Yeah, a couple mop-up touchdowns late. You know, got to keep their points per game up. You got Tech winning that one? Oh, yeah. Got a Hindi. Four tutties. Four tutties. The Heisman player campaign prize. off the ground. Should be a fun one. Of course, you can listen to Dave and Teddy. Time's a pregame, Taze. 4.30? Yes, sir. 6 o'clock kickoff, Dave. Oh, do you have any announcements about tickets or anything? Yeah, 